the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's I on Real Estate on AM 970. The answer. AM 970 presents I on Real Estate. This is your premier source for real estate information. From the hot properties in the tri-state to the latest in real estate market trends. From mortgage news to answers to all of your real estate questions, you'll be in the know with help from the experts. Call now, 866-970-9622. 866-970-9622. Now, here's your host for Eye on Real Estate, Douglas Elements Vice Chair, Dottie Herman. We're back. Back, you're listening to Iron Real Estate. I'm here with Ace Butter Supart, myself, Dottie Herman, and Stephen Ebert. And I don't want to forget to thank Citizens Bank, who is, I have all my mortgages with them, the greatest bank, and they really give a, they care, they care about you, whether you buy a $500,000 house or a $2 million house. They're just great to work with, and they have great rates. Um, and I only uh, suggest people that I personally use. Uh, prior to that, we just want to, and then I want to give this to Steve and get his read on it. But I just want to finish with New York. Um, because going forward, uh, everyone's asked, well, Donnie, what's 2022 going to be? And the past year, of course, was remarkable. But... There are trends that emerged, and we look like co-ops versus condos over prime location versus rich amenities. Now, if you go back 20 years, there was more co-ops. Now, uh, they don't build co-ops anymore, so there's more condos. But basically, apartment dwellers, you know, would look for co-ops because, you know, they were in very great locations, and they had, uh, you know, like in Dakota, they had names. And, uh, but the new buyers, okay, the, the younger buyers and the new buyers are really looking for amenities. And I'm not telling you this is a science, and I don't have any uh, formula or numbers to prove this. But if you look at what people want today, and I have to look at the millennials, uh, they like amenities, okay? they The luxury market, they like amenities, and they like pools, and they like sport courts and screening rooms and playrooms for their kids. So seems like that, you know, that kind of is really... Uh, very important. Still, co-ops do have one strategic advantage, and they usually have very prime locations. But buyers interested in addresses along Central Park, Riverside Drive, and Park Avenue, the, the vast majority of choices that are co-ops. And there's no better or worse. It's just a decision that if you're looking to buy in New York City, 
you should kind of make that kind of decision before you own in on anything. Uh, the history of Coax themselves suggests that over time amenities may trump location. Now, this is just not a fact. This is what people are looking at and saying that over time, it's possible that amenities, having a building that might not be in a prime location but has millions of amenities, might trump location. Not saying that it will, but it might. And these are things that, look at the High Line condos today, okay? So co-op owners would potentially, if you own a co-op, you should potentially look at what the trends down the road are going to be. I mean, it's, it's part of what I, you know, no one knows concerned, everything is speculative, but things look, townhouses, which again is a very small part of the houses, but after COVID, they took on another life and uh, people like them because they are, they're never going to be a big part of the market, there's not enough of them. But people liked them because of COVID and they had their own space and it was private. From an investment uh, perspective, despite a barnstorming year for volume price action, Manhattan Brooklyn condos has lagged the S&P 500 for the last several years. The general uptrend in both Manhattan and Brooklyn appeared to have broken in 2017. I'm going to put all my money on real estate. I, because as I said, in real estate, and let me explain the difference in my opinion. As I said before, a stock today could be worth a million, tomorrow could be worth one cent. Okay? Real estate doesn't fall like that unless there's such a catastrophe. All right? So as long as you, or, you know, as long as you have enough money and you put enough money to manage your mortgage payments and you don't have to sell at the time when a market's down, um, I think over the long term, most of the millionaires made it real estate. And again, as I said before, in New York City, a good bet for foreign buyers. We haven't seen them in 2021. They weren't really allowed in. However, the recent strength in the U.S. dollar has drawn down some of those gains. But we look to see more foreign buyers next year. And the forces that shaped 2021 will undoubtedly remain in play well into 2022. So we're going to have a good year. Let's tell you, not only in New York, I think that you're going to see a pretty good year across the country. And while the new year may not seem the same intensity because everybody was running, running, running. Everything's calmed down. So it might not be as frenzied. Um, today, bars and sales will set the stage for tomorrow's buyers. And it looks like uh, you're going to have a great year. But like I said, if you're going to buy and you find something you like, buy now because as Ace told you, interest rates will go up and every little bit counts. Steven, what have you been seeing? Legally, the market, what are your clients talking about? What are they telling you about Manhattan? What about commercial? What's going on? Yeah, you know, it's been a uh, you know very busy start to the year. Um, you know, people have been looking. We have a number of transactions, both residential. Um, actually, we have, uh, I have three commercial leases left to work on over the weekend, um, which is a great way to start the year. Um, yes. it's both retail and warehouse. Uh, so, you know, there is, 
you know, a lot of activity, I think, going on uh, over there. And look, it takes time. You know, it, it's, you know, you see trends of where things are going versus, you know, impact of the market. There's definitely a time delay, you know, and also keep in mind, you know, people don't make these decisions overnight on buying, on moving, on starting a new business, seeing where things to go, where neighborhoods are, you know, and also what happens in taking your point earlier on the co-op versus condo location versus amenities, you know, I think it's a, it's a package deal. You know, people value different things, right? What becomes a hot neighborhood is different than others, right? Can you imagine, you know, 20 years ago saying, oh, we're going to have this thing called Hudson Yards, and that's maybe a place to be, right? You know, that wouldn't no. have been on people's radar as a neighborhood. So we want to be careful when we think about what is the right neighborhood, you know, what people are looking for in a neighborhood, you know, really change. You know, also, you know, what's kind of the optimal amount of space that somebody needs and where they want their amenities, you know, that, that changes, you know, to over time. Um, but I, I think what we're seeing right now is I think there's actually a lack of inventory, which has, you know, you, you've called out when you were talking about the element report earlier. You know, we're seeing not a decline in the number of transactions because of lack of interest. Um, the consistent complaint that I hear is the right kind of inventory. You know, people, it, it's not just a matter of how many units, how many homes are on the market. It's a matter are the right types of homes there uh, as well. And I think that's where, you know, people need to have a continuous dialogue with their real estate professionals that they work with. You know, people have called earlier, gentlemen in Arizona, don't just have a relationship with a lawyer or a broker when you need to do a transaction. Have that relationship as an ongoing basis so you can see where these trends are going and how to position yourself. Um, it's, it's absolutely critical uh, to think yes. about it that way. Yeah, so Stephen, I've been reading, I was wondering if you could comment on this. Um, I've been reading, by the way, 866-970-9622, we'd love to hear from you. Um, I, I've been reading that Manhattan's office market ended the year with its best quarter since 2019, but a steady stream of new inventory means a return to any it doesn't return to any semblance of pre-pandemic. And it says that the fourth quarter saw office leasing activity across Manhattan increased to levels not seen before the pandemic. Um, it's facing headwinds to a full recovery. I mean, the, the, the Manhattan office market obviously is not recovered. Uh, this leasing volume for 2021 is still less than 50% of 2019 totals. In addition, a flood of new inventory that is expected to continue on to the coming years has meant negative absorption and unprecedented vacancies. What are you, what are you seeing there? So I think there's a much bigger conversation of a few things that that are going on. One, you've had some new buildings, you know, that are coming online, right? You have that one Vanderbilt Tower, uh, which is which is a great office tower right next to Grand Central. Um, so one of the things that you're going to see as a trend is getting the right kind of office space, right? There's a number of buildings in Manhattan that are, that are older, right? How they organize space, how they actually organize 
electric and internet and so forth is is dated. So what you're seeing is number one, you always need to have, you know, some creative destruction, right? You need to have new buildings or you need to have older buildings completely redone. So one, having some um, buildings offline for a period of time is not the worst thing because buildings do need to get repositioned over time. Um, and I think the second thing is people really haven't figured out the magic formula yet. What is the level of balance of in the office, remote, where they're going to be? The, the reality is this, I, I think, we're living slightly on borrowed time. And what I mean by that is that remote, in my opinion, works in some industries well and in some industries do not work well at all or work in a very limited capacity. And for a limited window of time, you can get away with it. But at some point, if you don't have that human-to-human -human interaction, you're unable to be as efficient and also you're not able to train the next generation of leaders in your industry to follow. So you can get away with it for a couple of years, but at some point, you're not going to be able to train and promote the junior talent in your organization if you don't know who they are, if you're not interacting with well, them. Well, that, yeah, and to me, and, I mean, and, and, part of, yes, good point, good point. And, and, yeah, and, and there's no place really like Manhattan that has a concentration of wealth and people and talent in such a, a small area and that's part of the secret sauce of Manhattan. So I think what's going to happen is businesses need to figure out what the right balance is, and they're going to come to that. And I think right now people are kicking the can down the road. They want to figure out ultimately how things end up on COVID, where preferences are. And the reality is this. We were at a trend for a very long time of having less space per person in an office. I think what may balance things is that <clears throat> even if you have maybe fewer days in the physical office, we're going to maybe need more space per person again, and that may balance out the space requirements. So I think what's happening is there's a real need to think about how we have space, right? Traditionally, you had your office that you used that was yours, right? And this is a trend that's been going on of more matter of having desks and then rotating people who are at that desk or things like that. So, you know, I, I think that's where office layouts continue to evolve and that's going to be an important trend, but it doesn't mean that we need less office space. I think, and I think what's happening is that organizations might be a little concerned on taking maybe a big commitment to space till, till they start out where they want to be organizationally. But if yeah, that but was, in leadership, and I'll say this one last point on it. If I was in leadership for an organization now, now would be the time to really negotiate a deal. If you could really think about it and think deeply and make that bet as to what that right answer is, that now is really a good time to sign that lease. Um, that I, 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 anything. that I agree with, but I, I kind of have, you know, and again, my opinion, Ace, I'm curious to what you think. I don't really think that I would ever need the same amount of space that I had because I think that people will come into the office less. I'm not saying that they won't come in. Uh, part of my success was really knowing the people, being there, being part of them, knowing their personalities. And you don't get the same experience on Zoom. Uh, 
So, but I do think that people got used to not being in the office every day, and especially in the real estate business, you know, you really just have to run in and get your stuff, even you don't have to be there 24-7. So I think that there'll be a combination, and I do think that you might not need as much space. I mean, that's just my opinion. I'm not sure what you think with the banking business, Ace. But I also think, I was just reading that they're going to reconfigure, I forgot where in the city, some of the office space to be medical, some of the second floor office spaces to uh, be medical. You know, they're going to reconfigure it for different needs. You might not need as much retail anymore, but they're going to have different yeah. things. I think it's all in the process. And I really want to say, hopefully this show will become more than us talking. I would hope that this year you'll more of you will call, call in. And remember, there's no opinion that's wrong because... Nobody knows the future. We're just all talking about it. And I just want to say that I wrote this last night about to say this and making change. And change for everyone is hard. And this pandemic, we didn't have a choice. You know, one day we were normal. And the next day, hey, you know what? You're locked down. You can't go out. You can't go do anything. You can't be with anyone. So we didn't have a choice. People don't generally change unless they're forced to. So if you are doing the same thing today that you did yesterday, chances are it might be the wrong thing or maybe not, but needs to be tweaked a little bit. So no matter what industry you're in, facing a business landscape that's constantly changing and evolving and getting disrupted is what we're in. Okay? Because who knows? I thought everything was okay with COVID. Two weeks before Christmas, it was a train wreck again. You have to consistently anticipate, evaluate, adopt. 90% of the ex executives believe that COVID-19 will fundamentally change the way we do business over the next five years. And I, I hopefully, we'll continue to always talk about real estate, but I'd also like to talk into some of the changes that I'm seeing and some of the experts, what they're saying. And some of it will work for you, some of it will not. But if you learn one thing or you implement one thing that makes a difference in what you do, then that's all worth it. Uh, but again, I applaud New York City for its uh, resilience. And uh, is Broadway open yet? No, not yet, right? It was open and then it closed. So, so you well, see I, it. I think, Dadia, on this, I think one thing we do need to talk about, and, and this is our first show since that we do have a new mayor. We do have yes, a we new do. DA. And and so, you know, I think there'll I don't be want to some talk change about that. over there. I got to ask you a question. I'm so. sorry, Ace. Please chip in. I never get into politics. You know that. I'm happy with the mayor because I don't think we could have had. I mean, I think anybody. I'm, I'm glad we have this mayor. However, I'm listening to this proposal on, gee, you could go to a store, hold a gun, and uh, as long as you don't shoot anybody not a big crime I'm, I'm worried about them i don't know i know we have a break coming up but can we talk about i would like to hear the guy's view on this can we talk about that for a second um we're listening to ion real estate i'm Dottie herman i have steve ebert and ace what is his book and we're talking about change we all have to accept it and maybe it's a good change 
different for me. We're going to talk about that when we get back. We'll be right back. If you love Broadway movies and music, then tune into Broadway at the Russian Tea Room Sunday afternoons at 5. Host Rob Taub interviews the biggest stars, writers and directors, plus film and theater critics, along with people behind the scenes, from doctors and fitness experts to casting directors, stagehands and dressers. Tune in this Sunday as Rob interviews the one and only Scott Ellis, Broadway's premier director, at a special time, Sunday afternoon at 2 on AM 970, The Answer. Hi folks, this is Jerry Crowley, General Manager at Salem Media Group in New York. I want to tell you about a terrific opportunity we have for two people to join us, one to sell digital advertising and the other to sell radio advertising at the radio station. Please drop me a note at jerry.crowley at salem.cc if you're interested or you know someone who might be interested in joining us. jerry.crowley at salem.cc. Thank you very much. Dr. Gorka here, and I want to talk to you for a minute about the 100% drug-free relief factor. We all deal with aches and pains in our day-to-day lives, and I have had my fair share, including injuries like a detached quad muscle that, I can tell you, fell into the category of really bad pain. But I've been able to manage the pain by taking relief factor. It helps your own body to attack and fight off sources of inflammation, the source of most of our aches and pains, and I've loved it for years. Now, almost 70% of the more than half a million people who have tried Relief Factor end up ordering more. That's because it works for them the way it worked for me. Isn't it time for you to get out of pain? Your first step to becoming pain-free should be to order the three-week quick starter pack for the discounted price of only $19.95. Go to relieffactor.com, call 800-4-RELIEF to find out more about this offer. Feel the difference. You say goodbye, and I say hello. With Mercari, your unneeded things can find a new life. Hello, hello. Easily list and sell. I know why you say goodbye, and I say hello. Or discover great finds. Hello. Buy or sell almost anything. You say goodbye, and I say hello. Download Mercari on the app stores or at Mercari.com. Mercari, your marketplace. You could save big when you bundle your home and auto with Progressive, but when we just come out and say it, it feels like it falls a bit flat. So we're going to tap into human emotion, first with some music. Then in a serious tone, I'll say, save big when you bundle your home and auto with Progressive. And even though it was about saving money with Progressive, we'll fade out the music so you know it was poignant. Wow, powerful stuff. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Discount not available in all states or situations. It's I on Real Estate. Got a question? Call 866-970-9622. Here's Douglas Elliman's Vice Chair, Dottie Herman. We, uh, we're back. You're listening to I on Real Estate. I'm here with Stephen and Ace and myself. And we're just talking about we want to congratulate the new mayor. And we wish him all the success. And uh, he seems like he's going to do a great job. So we're all thrilled. I think everyone's happy about him. I haven't, I haven't heard anybody uh, negative about that. But what am I hearing about all this stuff that they're proposing? I mean, it didn't happen. 
Uh, am I crazy or did well, anyone hear the same? Yeah, it's, it's the new no, DA, no, uh, their, their proposal. But, uh, yeah, go ahead, Stephen. Talk about it. Interesting, interesting, okay, okay. for sure. Yeah, so it's a little it's a little surprising. We have a new mayor. Of course, the mayor picks the chief of police. We have a new chief of police. And then through the election, we have a new DA. You know, so right. the mayor made a very clear set that there's going to be a new tone. Um, and the police chief echoed what the mayor said. And then... Um, about 24 hours later, the new DA said they're going to take a new approach and basically, uh, in effect, almost decriminalize things that are legally crime. Um, so, for example, what they said was there are certain crimes, depending upon the level of, let's say, larceny that was committed, the level of violence that was committed, they're not going to bother asking for bail they may not prosecute or they'll push things down to being uh, misdemeanors instead of felonies. Um, you know, they said, look, we're going to look for jail if, you know, if somebody commits a homicide or, a, you know, a sexual assault. But a lot of these other type cases, um, they're not going to look for jail time or, or markedly reduce it. And, and even said, unless if it's in the course of a, a violent felony, even resisting arrest would not be prosecuted. Um, and, you know, you know, in, in response, the incoming, uh, chief of police, um, you know, expressed a lot of, uh, concerns on that. And I think there's going to be a lot of dialogue. Um, I think that's really important to, I, I think, address that immediately. I mean, a lot of people, um, expressed a lot of concern and anger, and even some voices have already said that there should be a recall of the DA. It's a pretty complicated process because technically um, the DAs interact with the state, even though it's for it's it's for Manhattan, and it's not a city DA. Keep in mind, district attorney. It's actually each borough has their own district attorney. So this is a very much a Manhattan issue. Um, but there's so not in other words, this wouldn't apply to Long to Island. The mayor. No, but wait, who's in? Like, who has the final say? I'm not sure. Like, who has well, the final? Like, this is well. This is a very. It 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 creates a very legal and interesting legal question, right? If someone was committing a crime, the police would investigate and arrest. And now we're talking about Manhattan only, and then the DA would determine what charges to bring and whether to actually bring forth the case or not, and also what to ask for. And so, for example, if a suspected uh, criminal. Um, has committed uh, committed committed something. It's on the DA to go to the judge and say we want bail, or we're not requesting bail. So literally, it's in the so the police could catch someone quote unquote red-handed, and think they have a, a great case and, and may do. The DA could say, oh, we're not we don't feel comfortable prosecuting this case. We're not going to, or we're going to prosecute it for a much lower crime than they could go for right there's what we have a concept is different degrees um well, and so well, of crimes with different punishments and, and there's a bit of discretion on the da so in other words the da are you saying Stephen, that the da has the final say basically now i mean well, because the, honestly i'm a fair-minded person and i think that certain petty stuff you know what to put these people in jail that did hardly anything 
I'm agreeing, don't put them in jail. But when you start getting rapes and you start getting people that are allowed, I saw on TV they stole like $1,000 worth of stuff. No bail. They didn't get arrested. And I just heard that you could go into a store in New York. They're proposing this. You can go into a store in New York City with a gun. You can hold up the place and say, listen, I'm robbing you. And as long as you don't shoot anybody and kill anybody or hurt them, so be it. Like, I don't, I'm not, maybe I'm missing something. I don't know. Maybe and I'm trying to be open-minded. Well, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't think you're missing much on it. I mean, I think, look, he made an announcement this week, so let's see what actually happens. You know, we'll see what kind of pushback, and we'll see how much he follows through. So let's be clear: it was an announcement to see where how happen. they're going to behave. Let's actually see how they behave, um, and I imagine there's a lot of conversation behind the scenes. But this is a big problem, and there's actually been there was recently some some federal. Uh, hearings before the Senate, um, I saw some of it, where they're actually talking to retailers because this is an issue. And let, I'll focus for a second on San Francisco instead of New York. San Francisco has been much like what's been going on and, and, you're t- and what exactly you're talking about, where literally people will come in in a flash mob and they'll clean out a store. And what's happened now is that Walgreens and CVS have shuttered a number of locations in San Francisco. So look, everything has consequences. You know, if, if you're running a business and people can come in and just clean out the shelves and nothing happens and, that, and it becomes a problem, you're not going to stay in business. You know? Um, no. And, and so that needs to be addressed very, very quickly because you could well. lead to a, a surge crime yeah you know i try to kind of you know because you know you get set in your ways and so i try to look at everything and take a step back and say okay let me see if i can see some value and i see some value i I don't necessarily think prison reforms people but i think there's certain crimes and if you say to someone hey listen like i saw in that and i guess it was san francisco as long as you rob less than one thousand dollars it could be nine hundred ninety nine dollars well, you can rob it. There's nothing we can do. And I would watch on TV the people take $999 of merchandise, steal it, leave. And the cops could do nothing. Now, that would be an incentive to steal. And on the other side, how do you stay in business if you're an owner? So I think that there's got to be a lot more discussion on this, I think. Ace, what do you think? It will destroy... Yeah, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Ace. Ace, what do you no, think? No, I mean, look, I think for the uh, for the folks that are store owners in the city, things of that nature, I, I think where there's like high crime areas, it's gonna it's gonna really be um, it's just not going to be such a safe environment. So, but we'll see. I, just like what Steven said, these are just proposals. You know, we don't know if it's actually going to happen, but it's it's a very interesting time that the DA would announce that these crimes would have a, uh, a lesser sort of, uh, I, 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 I don't want to be political here, Dottie. So I'll just, you know, no, we'll, we'll just I'm, wait to see what happens. And we, but, and we don't have enough information. And it's really not correct, about New York. Correct. We don't yeah. have enough information and it's not really only about New York. It seems to be a trend that's kind of going through the country. 
And so I'm sure there's good in it, and I'm sure there's many people in jail that committed crimes that really they don't need to be in jail for. And so maybe they'll come to some happy medium where there's less people that are in jail, you know, that really, you know, because I don't think jail is the uh, ultimate reform either. So we'll keep yeah, you posted. Yeah. And, I th- and I think we also need to be careful on this. We want to separate the nature of the punishment and what's the, and exactly. what's the crime, right? Correct. You could say Correct. we need to. You could say we need to reform what the sentence is, how we try to help people come back into society, and so forth. But you can't. I mean, look, we could have a society overnight with zero crime, just make nothing illegal. But that's really oh, not wow. going to make society safe and just and moral, right? And, and so, you know, you, you might say, look, maybe somebody got a raw deal, somebody needs help, somebody has issues. But we also do have a lot of programs. I, you know, you can change how you want to punish, but I'm never going to be convinced that it should be legal that someone can go into a store, rip them off. Um, somebody paid for that. And the, and the idea that people, and this is something I have heard, I'm not saying that the DA is saying this, but people say, oh, well, you have insurance. It's a victimless crime. No, you don't. Somebody is paying for it. Whether you see it directly or not, even if a store owner had insurance, um, the fact is an insurance company has shareholders that put their money in and they're having money taken from them. There is a real, real cost. And that, that is really not the way uh, to govern, to just legalize that type of behavior. Yeah, so we'll keep you like, so this is all happen. just, this is all just talk, but I just will say that the pandemic, like a lot of things, I guess a lot of people had a lot of time and a lot of time to think and, a lot and a lot of stuff that's going to come through the pan, come out of the pandemic is going to be great, um, and some of it. But I think over time. But again, it's really important at a time like this to pay attention, hear what's going on, and really get involved. Okay, because I I hear so many people complain about things, but they don't do anything about it. So if you have a voice and you believe in something strongly one way or the other, you should express that. Um, you should really make it your business to express it. I think we're coming up with a break. I I want to talk a little about something in the future that I, I really believe in, and it's called the metaverse. Um, not here yet, but it will be. We'll be right back after the break. I was asked to sell real estate in the metaverse. Balance of nature's fruits and vegetables in a capsule, changing the world one life at a time. I think this stuff works. I don't seem to have the highs and the lows. You know how sometimes you get real slow and low during the day? And I'm a type A guy, so I go a lot. And I'm more alert, and it seems like I don't seem to feel famished. And it's not very expensive. And the idea of having that freeze-dried or that nutrient in that capsule, and who's going to eat all those vegetables? You know, most of us don't eat right anyway. So whatever the science behind this, I think now the nature is a great idea. And I, I'm going to probably stay with it until I drop 
Get a wide variety of all your daily recommended servings of whole fruits and vegetables without having to leave your home. Right now, Balance of Nature is offering free shipping and 35% off on any new preferred order. Call 1-800-246-8751 or go to balanceofnature.com and use discount code Joe. Hey, it's Joe Piscopo. You don't want to miss what's in store for you at Harrah's Resort in Atlantic City. It's the 7th Annual 21st Century Drug and Violence Prevention Training Conference put on by LEAD, Law Enforcement Against Drugs. As a community, let's come together as one and help develop our youth into leaders of tomorrow. LEAD partners law enforcement agencies with our educators, community leaders, families to create programs that deter youth and adults from drug use, drug-related crimes, bullying, and violence. They are committed to reinforcing the mutual respect, goodwill, and relations between law enforcement and their communities. Exactly what this country needs. Registration is available for the three-day conference at Harrah's Resort in Atlantic City, March 20th through the 22nd. Sign up at leaddrugs.org. That's lead, L-E-A-D, drugs.org. Help bring law enforcement and our community together during these difficult times. Sign up for the 7th Annual LEAD Conference today. It's said that if you don't like the weather, just wait a few minutes and it'll change. Well, the weather isn't the only thing changing. According to our latest research, local business owners today are saying it's getting harder to sustain their business than it was just a few months ago. They also told us that targeting the right audience with their advertising messages is more important than ever. At Salem Surround... Our team of local in-market experts take that seriously. We utilize the latest research and marketing technology to deliver media plans that will exceed your expectations. Let Salem Surround show you how we can solve for your marketing challenges by bringing nationwide resources while delivering Main Street solutions. Salem Surround is here to help you through the constant changes. We promise we'll help your business stay ahead of the changing weather. Learn more at surroundnewyork.com surroundnewyork.com connecting you with new customers it's i on real estate got a question call 866-970-9622 here's douglas elliman's vice chair Dottie herman We're back. You're listening to Ion Real Estate. And I, I kind of want to talk to you about something that I think is really interesting. It's in the future. Um, and I'm sure Ace will have a lot to contribute. But, you know, I was call- I had a call last week about someone asking me to be involved with the metaverse and selling virtual real estate, like virtual real estate. Okay. And um, if you go back since Facebook, Facebook rebranded as Meta on October 28, 2021. The Metaverse has been a hot topic. And the Metaverse means different things to different people, but it is also because the lines between the virtual world and reality has become blurred beyond recognition. Now, this is a lot to grasp. It took me a while to grasp it. Now, if you think about it, we've gone from desktops to webs to mobile, from text, to photos, and now to videos. But this is not the end of the line. In the next platform, we'll be even more immersive. An embodied internet where you are in the experience, not just looking at it. Right now, we look at things on the internet. We're not in the experience. We call this the metaverse. It will 
be in almost any product built. And basically what happens is you become part of that experience. So you can go into a virtual world and you have an avatar. You are an avatar. You could dress the way you want. And by the way, I am going to be a hot-looking avatar for sure. I'm making myself gorgeous, gorgeous, gorgeous. And probably I'll be 28 again. Anyhow, you're an avatar. You go. Now, I was looking at land. <laughs> and you can buy virtual land. And then you can build it and you can sell it and you can trade it and you can do the same thing in art. And then you're in it and you meet the communities and the people like are other avatars that you actually emerge with. You're not texting them. You're talking to them. Um, and they're looking at doing buying um, virtual art and buying virtual real estate. Now, Ace, I got to go to you on this. What are your thoughts on all this? I happen to think, hey, listen, if I can live in two different worlds, I'll do it. But what are you, maybe you could explain it a little better than I'm explaining it. I mean, I, I think the pandemic really, uh, you know, with everybody being so um, cooped up inside their homes, it's it's been it's been taking a life of its own, Dottie. And and you know, look, a lot of us can be skeptical. Skeptical, we can you know say that it's just a trend or it's a fad, but you know, it's 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 a it's a one trillion dollar industry, especially with NFTs, Dottie. And then now you have. Met this metaverse, which is you know people that can buy land, virtual land on Decentraland, Axie Infinity, Sandbox. These are all different platforms where folks can folks can actually go in and create their own virtual um, real estate, right? And and you know I was I was talking with a buddy over dinner last week, and I'm like, can you believe all these all these folks that are buying land for two million, three million, or even like a couple Wait, hundred thousand? It's virtual and, land. It's virtual. I, it's not even real, right, Dottie? And 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 one, my friend, my buddy, actually told me something that actually resonated with me last week, and 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 it made me a little bit of of a more of a believer when when he said, Ace, well, look, in real life today, we sell real estate for a couple million dollars, two million, four million, five million dollars, but in in the metaverse, you could probably buy a plot of land, and when you go to your basement, walk into your penthouse on Fifth Avenue. For maybe three hundred thousand, sixty thousand, right, forty thousand. So for these these folks, they're living in their world, but in 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 the comfort of their own basement. So you know, it's just a different way of thinking, and it's a different way of well, really just trying to trying to be open minded too, Dottie, right? And, and it's a real industry. Like there is a lot of adoption. It's real in, in a very short period of time. So yeah, and what I want to do with this show. And hope you will, again, we'll never lose focus on real estate and giving you the up. But I want to bring in some things that I think are going to be here shortly. And I think some people have no idea what they are. And to get your arms around it, like at first when someone said, well, why wouldn't you buy art, virtual art? I said, well, what am I going to do with it? I'm going to hang it. I, I can't put it in my home. But the whole virtual world... It's like you could live in two worlds. So Correct. When, you, when you go to the metaverse, you have friends there, you interact with them, you hang out with them, you talk to them. You can build your dream house. You can, well, I 
yeah, you can pick out a wardrobe. Um, it's kind of like living in two worlds, or more than two worlds. And the and the whole thing is, and I hope that we can talk about this a little next week, because it's very interesting, and it's going to take a while for those of you who've never really heard about it. It's going to take a while for you to get your arms around it. But if you think about it, like I said, well, why would somebody buy from me? Let's say I, I spend a half a million and I buy a piece of land. That's virtual. Why would some, well, some virtual person in the virtual world might buy that land from me for 700000 and yeah. live, live in the live a whole different life. They might want to live on the ocean. They might, I mean, it's, I, I'm, I'm trying to explain it, but it's really tough to explain because it's really like somebody living in two completely different worlds, the real world and the virtual world. I mean, Dottie, and, you know, you said it best. It's, it's living in two different worlds. And to them, um, you know, as, as crazy as this may sound on the radio, it is their world, right? So, like, that's why people are paying these these dollars, and and they and want they're to making live, you know? money. Yeah, and they're making money. They're, they're making money. They're making tons of money right now. They're making tons of money, and here's a way that somebody can have something that they dreamed of, that they wanted to live in, and uh, and build it virtually. And live in it and have friends there that interact and that get together. Yeah. It's not yeah. like, I mean, it's kind of, and let me tell you this. I am a believer in this. And boy, am I going to build, a, I'm going to have two worlds. <laughs> I definitely want to be that. in that I world. That, and I'm going to be 28 years old, 28. I'm going to look pretty <laughs> good. Okay. And hopefully I'll make a whole bunch of new friends in the Metro world. Okay. And then I'll live in my world. And like, what's, I mean, I don't know. I mean, could, could, could some psychiatrists get a hold of that and say it could really screw you up? Like you could get mixed up in what world you live in? I don't know, but, it's, but there's stocks out now which are relatively cheap, and I'm not gonna tell, it's very speculative because the technology, I want you to know this, the technology to really complete this is not all done. But it's something Correct. that I think going to have feet to it and it's going to grow and i'd like to be able to take this show to the next level besides we talking about real estate talk about some of the things that we see that we think are going to be here going forward and maybe uh you could uh elaborate on it next week because it's really kind of i think it took me a while to uh get my arms around it but if you go to the internet and you google metroverse you could go on and Bill Gates will show you exactly how it works. And you could actually see videos of people hanging out, talking, BSing, interacting. It's kind of wild. Yeah, the David, biggest platform right now for, for our listeners is called Sandbox. Uh, you have to, you know, purchase cryptocurrency as well right. um, to purchase these sort of and build these sort of virtual um, homes and, and things of that nature. But it's interesting. You know, our listeners should explore, always educate yourself. And, you know, I, I think what Dottie is saying is right, right? We, we have to learn about new things that are coming along. I do think, though, for our society, Dottie, that this is going going in, in, in a very, very interesting direction. I, I do hope one day someone can actually mesh 
the metaverse with the real world. And, and, and I think they're going to do that, right? I think if you own a plot of land in a certain area, there'll be communities that you can create virtually, but also in real life. Like, let's just say you own that plot of land. Maybe there's a meetup of folks that actually own that sort of virtual land together. And, you know, you kind of see these small communities being built right now, where if you're a part of something, you have access to this, this exclusive group and membership and all that. So it's pretty cool. You know, but and, um, and, and if you don't have friends, it's a great way of making yeah. friends. But Ace, I'm going to exactly. ask you next week if you would do our audience and our listeners a big favor. Most of this can't be bought with dollars. You have to do cyber currency. And I think Correct. that I'd like to work, you know, in the beginning of the show next week, uh, talking a little about cyber currency, the pros, the cons, how you get into it, what the whole idea of it is. Because... Uh, you know, it's here and it's not going away, but I, I find a lot of people really do not understand it. Yeah, we can do a Crypto 101 uh, class uh, next yeah, week. Yeah, Crypto 101. Yeah, yeah, we can do Crypto and what 101. I, what I'd like to do is continue all our real estate and our questions and and our basic, you know, things about real estate and what you should be doing. But this, But part of the show I'd like to work with what I see some of the trends are going forward so that we're always ahead of the, you know, so, and that even if you're not, it doesn't mean you have to do it. It doesn't mean you want to do it. It just means that you're aware of it. And I think being aware of it is really important. Just being aware of it, knowing that it exists. Um, because the world is all of a sudden, I just feel it's kind of a whole new world. Listen, Basadi, you know, going back. Yeah. I think we have a break, or or I think the show's over, Dottie. Wow, it's over. It went past. Missed you guys so much. Missed the audience so much. Missed every one of our listeners. We'll see you all. We'll be with you all next week. Love you all. Bye now. Eye on Real Estate with Dottie Herman is sponsored by Citizens Bank N.A. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.